Hello to all listeners. Great to have you listening here on the Oxford Parada Podcast, Sheridan High School's very own podcast. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. I am your host, Dominic Berrettini. We are joined here by a very great man within the Sheridan community, varsity head coach Jeff Mowry. Hey, thanks, Dom. Thanks for having me. I look forward to our time together. Uh, as the football season comes to a close, I just wanted to recap what a wonderful season you were able to produce for the Sheridan Bronx. So, I mean, what a season. It was. It, it was a blast. Uh, you know, and it doesn't just happen from August to November. We started this thing a long time ago. It was a great group of young men to work with and uh, really fortunate that we finished uh, where we did and, and uh, a lot of hard work went into it. So what led to all the success this season? You know, I think... Uh, that's a tough question to answer first off, especially to have one thing. Uh, there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of leadership that goes into it with the senior class. There's a lot of um, underclassmen that fill roles and, and sometimes leadership roles, but sometimes just fill roles that are needed within the team. Um, and then a lot of work that goes into it. These young men work really, really hard uh, in the weight room, in the off season, getting bigger, faster, stronger. But then during the season, they got to stay up on school, but then we ask for them to put in at least two hours of practice every single night to go home, do their homework, and then get on film and, and do all kinds of work. And then on top of that, with, with the coaching staff, they worked really hard as well. Um, so really a joint effort in, in all that we did this season, and, and it, it paid off. And do you feel like as you put in work through the preseason, does that help you more? Absolutely. I think anytime you can be more prepared than the opponent, it helps us. You know, we have very good athletes, but year in and year out, we don't have the very best athletes. What I do think we do very well is we work really hard and we prepare really well. And we have young men that are willing to go out and buy into what we what we're selling them and they buy into the program and and go out and execute it on Friday nights. So we lost to Cheyenne East about midseason. Do you feel like this kind of put a chip on the guy's shoulders? I, I do, uh, Dom. I think, you know, we had a big win the week before against Rock Springs. Uh, Rock Springs was a highly, highly rated team, very physical team, big, strong, fast coming into us. And we, we pulled one out at the end with a, with a screen pass that went for 70 yards for the win. And I, I think our, our guys were really confident at that point. They kind of thought, well, we could beat Rock Springs. We can beat anybody. And uh, we would go down to Cheyenne, which is a tough place to play. And last two times we've played there we've kind of got our butts whipped and and not just on the scoreboard but physically and and they did it to us again and uh we had a chance at the end didn't quite capitalize on it but i think that was an opportunity that we took advantage of and continued to get better from that day on it was kind of that punch in the face we needed put us on our heels a little bit and we went to work after that and i think every week from that point forward we, we became a better football team so last season playoff loss does that impact kind of the seniors' work ethic this year? You know, I think uh, for some it does. I think for others it's uh, it's it's almost like, um, you know, if they weren't a, a big part of that team, then it's kind of like it's my time now. And so we have some players that played a ton as juniors, others that didn't. And, and for whatever reason, they all worked hard. And it might have been because they haven't had the opportunity to play much varsity football or that loss that really got them going. But – this squad altogether just had a lot of motivation and and we had a lot of sophomores that did never play on that team a year ago and they, they don't have it didn't have an experience of the loss in the playoffs and they worked tremendously hard so i think really uh just a group of men that that bought into what what was going on and and together they they came together and worked hard and and then it paid off so everybody's always talking about you know how great the bronx are year in and year out and how we play with class all these great things so what do you guys do to separate your squad from the rest of the 4a you know i i think uh the consistency has been the biggest piece for the shared bronx over the over the last uh 15 years or so 
there hasn't been a team that's made it to the semifinals or the state championship as much as we have. And, and that doesn't happen just because we have great athletes. We do have great athletes and we have uh, great coaches and things like that. But the consistency, I think, is just uh, a belief in, in the system and a belief in each other that I don't think always happens. It's a, it's a unique place here in Sheridan. It's a fantastic community with a fantastic school and fantastic young men that want to go out and work together. It's, it's a, not a bunch of individuals that say, I have to get my name in the paper. It's a bunch of guys that want to go get Sheridan Bronx's name in the paper and they play for the name on the front of their chest instead of the back. And I think that's, that's unique as we all know, uh, the teen, teenage brain is in a, an egocentric place and they think about themselves a lot. And what, what happens in football is it's a team sport the the me thought the thought of me doing everything on my own it can't happen and our, and these guys come in together and they buy in and they go out and execute as a team and i think that's what separated us and and made us more consistent than other teams is that the the belief that it's a team a team thing and and we do that well so transitioning over to the coaches um i don't think people actually realize how much work and effort you all put into the season so what's a little insight on how much you put in or the other coaches <laughs> You know, our coaching staff does a tremendous job getting our guys ready, and it starts from the previous season or uh, the end of the previous season. And, and, you know, we're already working on next year, and so trying to figure out what, what's going to work best for our guys. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun as well. And, and uh, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun, and we didn't feel like it was rewarding. And so um, there's a lot of time that goes into it in the offseason, trying to figure out what schemes best fit us for the next year. We have a new group of young men coming in. We, a great group graduated. We have a great group coming in. And what are we going to do to highlight their strengths? And, and uh, you know, how do we accelerate their weaknesses to become a better team? So a lot of time in the offseason, we go to coaching clinics and things like that. We put in some time throwing the ball and, and working footwork in the winters in the gym. And then it comes summer and, and uh, you know, we wrap up the school year and put a lot of time into our young men at the beginning of the summer into camps and things like that. And then we hit the weight room hard come August, the season starts and it's quite a bit of time, you know, prepping for practice, prepping for games, go out and execute practice. And then, and then sitting down as a coaching staff and reflecting on how we can continue to grow. Um, it's, it's definitely some tough work, but it's really, really enjoyable. And, and uh, when you work with great people on the coaching staff and great people on the, on the team, you know, that time really flies by. So last year, two coaches stepped down, Coach Martini and Coach Deercorn. How big of a loss was that? Oh, huge losses. We had uh, a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge stepping down from the staff. Uh, Coach Deercorn had been our defensive coordinator for a number of years, I think 13 years. And uh, Coach Martini had been with, with us eight years as a defensive backs coach and assistant receivers coach. And um, one more that you probably didn't know very well, Coach Conley stepped down as well, and he'd been with us for the last three years. Uh, that left a big void, you know, almost half of our staff stepped down, um, great men. And we were sad to miss them. And, uh, you know, they were, they were, it was hard decisions for them, but it was the right decision for them in their lives at the time. And, and fortunately for us, we've had a couple of guys volunteering for the last few years and, and coach Durham and, and, uh, coach gray, and they fit the void very, very well stepped in and did a tremendous job. And then we were able to add with coach Sullivan, um, late in the summer next year or last year. And he, he just fit right with us. And, was able to pick it up pretty quickly and, and learned the system and was good, good working with kids. And so, uh, it was a pretty good transition. There was a lot of stress that went into it. Uh, but in the end, you know, uh, we gelled pretty well and, and came together nicely. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the players and their roles here. 
How are the seniors this year, like their personalities, characteristics, anything like that? You know, it's a fun group of young men. And if you look at them in, in one room, they're not very big. You know, there's yeah. not any big linemen that look, that stand out to you. You know, there's not a Blaine Baker that says, oh, my gosh, look at him. He's got to be good. We do have some team speed. Um, but I think their biggest strength was just their, the way they, that, that they worked together. They understood that it was going to take more than just them to win, a, to win a state championship. They understood it was going to take the sophomores and then juniors and including everyone. And that doesn't mean there weren't some bumps in the road. You know, there was, there was some things where there were some disagreements we had to work through and things like that. But in the end, the senior class held the locker room together and led better than, than, uh, than really I thought they would at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you. Um, they really came together, and, and despite whether they're friends or not, they played together and respected each other and believed in each other on the field. Um, and, and I think that says a lot about their character and, and uh, the pride they have in the program instead of uh, in themselves. And, and it's a selfless group of men, a selfless group of men that, that just worked really hard. So the young guys, you talked about how good they are. Did they have a big role in helping the varsity this year? Absolutely. You know, we have uh, 16 seniors this year and two of them couldn't even play because of injuries. And so we played 14 seniors. Uh, and if we put those seniors in their spots, we don't even fill an, a starting offense or a starting defense. We have overlaps in position. And so just right there, the seniors understood that they couldn't get it done on their own. The sophomores and juniors have some tremendous talented um, speed and size that we knew that we needed to have become a part of our, our varsity program this year. And it takes a strong senior class to be able to say, okay, we do need help. You know, there are some senior classes that say, you know what, we're going to do it on our own. We don't need your help. And the sophomores and juniors are never really welcomed into the program. And, and I didn't feel like that was the case. You know, um, I felt like the sophomores and juniors were welcomed in pretty much everything we do. Um, and, and I know sometimes that there's some behind the scenes things that maybe go on that, that the coaches don't know about. But as a whole, I felt like they were welcomed and, and the seniors respected the sophomores and juniors and appreciated what they did for the team. So Carl Askins came up with the, year, the motto this year, let's roll. How, did, how do you view this? I, I loved it. You know, uh, we, we've had a motto here since 2007 and it kind of the theme for our year, our mantra um, and many of them have been coach-led or coach-developed. Uh, and this one, Carl Askins, came, came forward, uh, I think, back in March with the idea of let's roll. And he had researched it, and he had uh, really thought about what it meant to say let's roll. And, and based off of Todd Beamer on Flight 93 in, in 2001, 9-11-2001, he had researched it, and he looked into it, and the meaning behind it, the the selfless action that was required for Todd Beamer and the and and the people on that plane to overcome the hijackers, um, was just an incredible feat. And and he knew that this team would also need selfless action to be able to do what they did. Um, and I thought it was a very fitting motto, and I really liked the the fact that he came up with it and that senior class bought into it because it, when they do that, they come up with more. They have more ownership within it. And anytime you have more ownership within the seniors and the leaders in your program, your program is going to be better off. So a lot of adversity coming over, especially with injuries. Um, Kel Gerbertson, Chandler, and Brock Steele, um, those two had early season injuries. How did this impact your guys' overall group? You know, I think it hurt our overall talent level. You look at the guys that went down, they were some very good football players. But what I think it did, um, you know, it, in hindsight, you hate to say it, it benefited the team because I don't, I don't think it necessarily benefited the team, but it did um, force the team to, to overcome some adversity early on. And, and quickly, our team learned that we could do things without Brock. Um, 
Previous to that, I don't know if this senior class has ever competed without a Brock Steele. He's a phenomenal athlete and a great leader and tremendously missed. Other people had to step up and they did. And the same thing happened in those other positions. Other people just continued to step up and step up and step up. And I think it created opportunities for others and gave others confidence that they could go out there and get the job done. And so in the end, I think it made us better as a team because we had to develop depth and, and strength across everybody instead of focusing on certain certain positions. I mean, having Brock Steele out there is like having another coach. Yes. I remember some of the pregame talks, especially that one down in Rock Springs mm-hmm. or in uh, Laramie against Rock Springs. He knows how to get the words out. Yeah, he's a he's a great kid, and and I really feel terrible that he missed his senior season. Yet uh, the cards he was dealt, he he handled very well, and he he did the best he could with the situation. He was given really proud of what he did. Um, despite a knee injury that, that cost him his senior year. He's a phenomenal athlete, and we would have been a very good football team with him. And and he still took that role and helped us become a very good football team without him on the field. But he was, he was just, like you said, uh, another coach for us on the field, sometimes even better than a coach. And um, Tate and Chandler, though they didn't get a play this year, um, they brought some pretty big roles. What, what is it like having them with you as well? You know, two great kids. We're, we're thankful to have them with us. Uh, Chandler Lee's been with us for two years, and he's just a guy that says, you know what, I think I can contribute uh, besides what I'm doing in my, my normal day-to-day lives, and he can want to contribute to something bigger than him. Um, and he did. You know, he, he took every role that he was given, whether it was helping with laundry or videoing or timing or anything like that, getting bags for drills, and he took pride in that because he knew he was helping this team become better and he did that and it's not the traditional role on like a player but he understood that he was making things better and the same with Tate uh, he understood that it's not just about an individual and what he's doing he um excuse me he he understands that the team is is more important than self and so if, if it means I'm going to go up and film and be by myself in the press box for every practice and every game I'll do it because I believe that what I'm doing is helpful and and he sees it. And, uh, you know, you can see in the highlight film where he turns the camera on himself and gives thumbs up, uh, that he took a lot of pride in, in winning the state championship and as he should, because he had a big role in it. So what's it feel for you and your coaches knowing you're going to see the 4A state champs down there in Laramie? Yeah. Uh, Laramie, what a great venue to take our, our young men to and walk through the campus and the, and the stadium. They have some beautiful facilities and it's a great place to play. And, Um, fortunately for us, our staff's been there a number of times. And so we're pretty familiar with it. I think that helps us. Uh, and and we enjoy that as a coaching staff, we definitely enjoy it, but we don't enjoy it nearly as much as, as the young men on our team. And I think that's why we enjoy it is we get to see the people with huge smiles on their faces. They're taking selfies in war memorial and they're in the lockers and taking pictures and, and, uh, really enjoying themselves. And I I think that's the biggest thing for us and going to Laramie and and those beautiful facilities is that, that our, our players really like it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope the state gets to continue to play at war memorial because I think it's a, it's an experience that our players don't get to have otherwise. And I never realized kind of with Wyoming, um, how great the facilities are down there. There's some really cool things, the locker rooms, the, where they eat in the cafeteria, their weight room is so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool experience to go down there. If you get a chance, feel free to go down, take a tour. So as we wrap things up, big thanks here to uh, Mr. Mowry. Always great to get a chance to speak with him. Uh, remember, we will be releasing new podcasts on a weekly basis on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Oxford Parada po- website. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks, Dom. Yep.